0: Right, this is episode number 72 of the Ball Talk podcast and today, delighted to say I've taken the trip down the coast and I'm joined by Sligo Senior Footballer, St Fernand Senior Footballer, Eamonn Kilgannon. Eamon, thanks for having me. Hi Ryan, how are you? How are you keeping? All good, no? We've got plenty to run through, um, and today. Um, it's not something that you see around the country at all, as uh, younger lads taking on, or younger people taking on the chairperson's role in the club. Yourself and Paddy have that joint position now for the last
1: two years, though? Um, Yeah, well, we had it last year. Um, We actually stepped down this year. Um, okay. D- well, we didn't step down. We just stepped aside. I had, we had a few different things going on ourselves, and we just felt that like we had nearly brought it as far as we could bring it. Um, now we're still involved. I'm. We're still kind of doing the same same work we're doing. Yeah. Um. But it's just it's just take that little bit of pressure off it. So it's Fergus Broderick and then Paddy is uh vice chairman. So we were we were going to split the role, but we said we did not done enough of splitting the role. So I just went as senior senior players rep then this year. But last year, yeah, we did the full full it. And how did you find that? For, well, sorry, before se- seeing how you found it, how did it come about? So you getting into. It? a um, bit of a, a bit of a funny one actually um, we were the first AGM kind of went it didn't go too well I think there was only like three or four people at it um, yeah. and I was at the, actually at the gym I didn't have the gym here at the time so I was at the gym in, in the clubhouse and I was coming down I remember it's a vivid memory um, I got a text message from, from Paddy and it said don't go for it. <laughs> I do not know what he was on about and, <laughs> um, but then uh, he's like don't go for chairman because they couldn't get anyone to fill up any roles, and I was like, "What oh, mind it, we we give it a go?" I kind of had kind of thought about it before, and I was like, "Jeez, would we'll be a bit cracked Now just to go for go for chairman, and then when he said that, I was like, "Jeez," when he said it might be might be actually good to go for it. Um, so we did, and we got the biggest thing we had to do before we got kind of in for it ourselves get like good people in around us, yeah. and that's exactly what we kind of went looking for first before we kind of pulled Anthony and, Anthony and Stone, um. So we sent a few messages, obviously. Um a few people kinda of obviously were too busy, couldn't do it. Um and then we, we had contacted a few people, but it was kinda of, we were kinda of met with kind of mixed thoughts as well. Like it wasn't like geez lads, yeah, definitely go for this, it'll be great for the club or it'll be great for great for yourselves. It was kind of are you sure you want to do it? Like it's it's a big big commitment. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, we we yeah. went for it and the majority of it was fairly positive. Um and our manager Smith at the time he was saying like you can't just go for this for one year and not do it anymore like we need to start it we're starting a good thing here now we have to kind of keep it going um so we went for it. anyways and in fairness there was a few laughs and at the, the second AGM we had a good, better crowd anyways like 14 at it um so a few laughs no one really took it seriously um at the first bit but then after, once we got started everyone was like these lads are actually being serious about this yeah um I think that this could actually be good and it was in the middle of COVID and it was February. I think we were kind of um, brought into it. So we our first thing was a, it was a march for St. Fernand's I think we called it. We were marching from St. Fernand's Park to Crow Park. Right. Um, and it was an online kind of, you went out, did your miles, tracked it and all that. Yeah. Um, and we, I think we made it up and down to Crow Park three or four times. Um, and then after that, it was kind of just a pre-sense. Everyone was like, geez, this is actually going to be a good thing that we've actually, that these lads are in it. Yeah. And then after that, it just started staring near that tumbleweed, and we all, everyone just uh, rallied in behind us. Then after that, and that, that that's what made it, like it was grand. We, we maybe started the domino domino falling, but everyone else kind of pushed the rest of them over. We were we were just a start to something else. So it wasn't just like me and Paddy that was doing the work, or me and Paddy that did it. It was everyone in the club just rallied behind us. That was the that was a big thing. It was really promising to see because before that, like it was the same people that were just being, they were it was just gone stale. Like they were doing such hard work but getting nowhere with it yeah and they were they were just like they were kind of saying mum was on as the well they were just saying like we're not getting anywhere so yeah. just that they were they were the same committee for the last four or five years and they'd just been had enough of it and you know yourself when you don't really when you don't have it inside you to do it you don't really want to go and push on to do it so it, like really it was them it was them four or five people in that group before that for the last four or five years before that again that really put in the hard work we just took it on from there and pushed up a little bit a little yeah. bit further
0: because I know even from my own father being chairperson of our, own, of our own club, it's not just about the one or two people at the head of the table. It's a collective of, you know, you're talking 5, 10, 15, 20 people around you. Do you think it benefited you the fact that yourself and Paddy are the two county footballers in the club or and of the, of, of the senior team, that you could be kind of the face for it and draw people into it in that sense as well?
1: Uh, I suppose you could, you could argue that um, I don't think either of us kind of we don't really look at ourselves really as the the face of St. Fairlands or the, the the face of it I think definitely having that kind of when you're playing county it does have give you that little bit of a a step yeah um, people know you that little bit more maybe you could put it that way Um, so if it might have helped that way that people knew who we were before we got into the role whereas if two other lads got in they might have really known them or known what they're about so yeah. that possibly did help but it wasn't kind of the kind of the route we were going about it you could say I started as a bit of crack and then when we, we actually landed ourselves in it, <laughs> the realisation hit that we actually had to, had to take it seriously. But um, yeah, no, it definitely probably did help us a wee bit. And as you said,
0: it's you've built up a crew of people now to take on for me and take it even further again. So it's obviously benefited, as well.
1: Yeah, like that's, that was one of the reasons. Like I remember sitting down last November and I was, I was kind of saying I was trying to apply for a master's at the time. I was trying to get the clinic up here, up and going. I was like, I really don't think I have time for everything. So I was like, something has to go, or I'm gonna I'm gonna have a breakdown here altogether. Um. So that's that's what I was thinking, and I said like, if it's a thing that nobody was willing to take on the on the role, like it was he beforehand, we would have done it again together as uh, joint chairman. Um. But Fergal, we approached Fergal. We thought he was he was really good, helping us throughout the year. So we said, any chance you you'd, you'd like to do it. We were like, we would still stay involved, we'll still do what we're doing, it's just we can't really commit to doing all the, all yeah. the work um, that we were doing last year. And he, he took it over, so we knew we were going to get good hands, and we kind of kept this, the bones of the, the committee from the year before, along with a few more uh, new faces as well. And it just, yeah. yeah, it just made a huge difference having that. And I think it I think a change is good as well, um, like we had pushed it not really, really hard. It has gone from, say, taking a huge step from the year beforehand. So I'd say what the change of as well was actually good that people were were behind it and they weren't just following me and Paddy. That it's it's a new it's a new person in and we're not going to be around forever either. Uh like we're, we can't be tied tied down to it either. So it's good that Fergal's there. That he can he's going to be here for. I hope he's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's good that he's he's there and it's going to build a little bit of continuity then going forward to them. Well. Yeah. So when you've got, as you said.
0: Everything's kinda of coming up on top of you at the one time. You're trying to get the clinic up and running here. You're playing county football, you're playing club football and then a successful year as well and winning the division two and winning the intermediate championship as well. How many different obstacles came at you and, and was did it prove difficult at any time?
1: Oh definitely. Definitely. Um it was it, like it did get on top, like you just have to kinda of manage it and become whatever is most important at, the, at, the, at a at certain time you just have to get on top of it. Um time management, I probably you know the, the girlfriend probably <laughs> will will agree to this on My like time management isn't the best. Um, but it's just like you're putting aside like you're missing as part of counter footballer, you've you probably heard it many times before, like you're missing family events, you're missing weddings, you're missing all these things. So it was just the case of you're missing more. Now Yeah. the the, the good thing about it is most of the time if you have a family event they're not really expecting you there anyways so you're kind of lucky in that sense you kind of get out of a, a few more but um yeah look it it, it, it was tough at times especially when you're you coming home from i work in the clinic in the castle bar so when you're coming home from there and you're trying to squeeze in a patient here here or two at night it just like you just kind of it just oh, all gets too much but especially during the summer it's it is a busy time for work for football everything like that and you could say it kind of took a bit of a toll on training you're going into training that's fatigued you're going into training that's mentally drained mm. like it probably wasn't something something just had to give so that was, yep. the, that was the way I was looking at it I wanted to give, I want to give um, football a good batter for this year Um, for, for different reasons so I just just needed to give it a good run, run this, yeah. this year
0: looking at work side of it as well so you got to say a lot of people in a lot of different people say in your situation that would have the voluntary work with the club, playing with county, playing with the club, might have a release of going to work in an office job or work on a site, but you're going straight back onto the, onto the field again or <laughs> yeah. working somewhat close to that. Talk to you about what it is
1: you do. Yeah, so I'm an athletic therapist, um, so that is essentially a sports physiotherapy, so a f- sports physiotherapist, sorry. So I work with teams um, teams and I work with Normal kind of everyday general population patients as well, but mostly kind of teams during the summer. So I'm I'm really I'm, I'm very lucky that I've got I enjoy my work. Like it's, mm. it's it's not something where you can be like you can't complain about it because it's something you love doing. Yeah. But like you're saying, it's it's sport the whole time. Um. Now I'm lucky as well. I wouldn't follow sport. I don't have any interest in sport outside of playing it and work. I don't watch soccer. If you're asking me who who plays for United. I'd still tell you when Rooney is number one striker. <laughs> like so um, probably I probably would be. A <laughs> <laughs> um so I don't actually I I, I don't follow sport. So that's a, that's a good release. I, it's it's different. If I was following sport the whole time, I think I probably would be getting sick of it. Um but yeah, no, definitely sometimes, especially when you have a game yourself on a Sunday or a game on Saturday, and then you're just sitting back down in the evening, like, geez, I can't wait to have tomorrow off and then you have to go off and do another game or do a training session or meet a few footballers and then they're coming over to you, you might be carrying an injury coming over to you like oh I'm injured it's like I've had enough of injuries just leave me alone for a minute yeah. <laughs> um yeah no it is it is tough but look it's 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 something I don't really it's more mentally draining more so than anything else and that even even at that you kind of take a step back and be like it's what you like doing so it's not it's not too bad like you know what it, it is it's it, like I said there it's, it is tough going from one pitch to another pitch and maybe going doing doing two games in one day and things like that but it's it's enjoyable that's the that's the biggest thing
0: and when you're involved in work and I know it even myself say, when it comes to commentating on games and that you're, you're trying to prioritise the team that you're playing with yourself while at the same time you're tied to say if I'm tied to go into another game you're tied to another team as well as that you've got to have people around you that you can pick up the phone and trust them as well because say if you've got if, say fernand's are playing at one o'clock and cross line are playing at three o'clock and you're thinking yeah, i'm gonna have to get a helicopter or something here to fly fly over to cross Mine <laughs> this game or yeah. it could be out in Belmullet or something you know you got to have as i said people that you can pick up the phone to talk to as well
1: 100 percent, 100 percent right yeah um i'm very very lucky um paul Conley, he, he's a good man from Clanny Mulnabrina. Um he's he's one of my lightens night and shining shine armor now we'll go a good few times he does anytime you pick up the phone to him it's more more often than not he's definitely yeah, I'll, I'll do it for you so he's helped me out an awful lot the last while um chris miles as well he's another lad from from cross-line Adelan, originally yeah. so he helps me out so you have a good network of people but it's hard to get it's hard to get people that you actually like, like you said that, that you trust so it's good to have that network around you that you can just ring up to pick up the phone and and get people to to, to help you out and yeah. likewise if the thing that they're caught yeah if you're around you help them out a so like it's it's kind of the thing with it, like with a therapy therapist. You're nearly everyone's nearly a footballer, or they're all involved in their own thing. So they're all everyone's out to like they're not. Oh, this book here ringing me again, or this book here, fucking getting me to do more work. Yeah, um, you know, it's it. Everyone understands what, it, what the position that that everyone's in, like you know.
0: Is that that's it's probably handy as well the fact that you're involved. Say just well, just from knowing myself that you're involved with, say cross at that. They're in different county. The schedule might be slightly different,
1: so it does allow you to to yeah. go to games in that sense too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, last year, this year, there was a bit of a bit of a crossover. For the other years, it's actually been really, really. There's been one game on Saturday, one game on Sunday, so it's it's been quite good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's 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 it is handy that there isn't that crossover, and you're not going out playing the team that you're you're helping. Um, and yeah. that can be another another bit of a conflict of, of of interest. Um, I, I was I was looking at Crossline the other day. They were playing playing a game against Hollywood and I was looking. I was like, if we were to play these in it in a game, like I don't think I'll be able to go in and like shoulder them or go in and tackle them <laughs> or anything like that. Because you're just you're worried about the injury and you're worrying about all this. You're just like I don't think I'll be able to do it. We so have more
0: money in the field, <laughs> that's, I know, that's a few of them. That's that. that's secret of the trade. There, let me give that away. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, that's the other thing. I again, like even working with teams in your own in your own kind of divisions, well. I kind of find it hard to do I don't like going into I think the dressing room is, <coughs> the dressing room is a sacred spa, spot as well like, even if it, like it took a while to get I'm in mean, across my last couple three four years so it's, even now you kind of feel part of the dressing room but I think yeah. that should be just a part for the team and just what's what's in there so if I was yeah, say go to Torres and we were playing Torres Strand next week and I was in their dressing room I, I don't think I'd like it I, I'd i probably pull myself I wouldn't, I wouldn't do the game being honest because um, it's just that's their they can't get the benefit of if they're having a team talk, they won't be getting speaking out loud of what they want to do to the team that they want playing. Because I'm gonna, I have to bring that back to fairness and tell yeah. them, well that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. So, um, I just if, if I just pull myself in that situation altogether. If it was in the same kind of same kind of league or championship,
0: mm. it's important to have that connection as well. Say between yourselves, yourself and the crossman line lads. And even if say if it is Paul that comes into covery as well, that that he has that connection too. Because I even understand it, ourselves since I am I started playing Senior Football 2018 and the only physio I've known is Paul Cullen. Mm. You know, he's been there with us every step of the way. So it's important that you have that level of trust as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, And I've built, built up great friendships with the lads in, in Crossline and you would be getting text messages there at 11, 12 o'clock at night while I'm injured Will you have a look at me. Like if that was some fella that just <clears throat> you picked up that you were a team last weekend you probably wouldn't want to you'd just be like no, it's 12 o'clock at night or it's 7 o'clock yeah. like I have no interest in doing that but because you're 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 in, involved, or you're, you're like you're really involved in the team. You're 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 ready for them, and you yeah. It's 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 good that they they feel that comfortable that they can just pick up the me- the phone and message you. Um, so it's good it's good way to be. Um, and it's it's really enjoyable. It's 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 probably the closest to a that's you know, big big step up in fairness this year. But it's probably was the cl- first um time I'd actually been in a club team that would remind you of a county setup. like they're really really professional really. Like the background team, the managers, coaches, everything like that. Like they're so professional, yeah. and it's a it's it, you you learn a lot about your own your own game and what you can bring to your own club and your own county and what you can. Even there, they had a few. that Barry Loftus in there a few years ago, and he had like this meditation that they used to do, and it was it was really cool. to See that yeah. that they found it and they used it, and it's just a complete reset. And like you use that yourself, even you see now creeping into say Fairlands, it just goes quiet, and you have your own space there for five minutes. And everyone, you can you can talk if you want to, but I use that time then just to like completely calm down Chill out, yeah. and then just go for it. I, especially obviously playing outfield, and playing goals, two different things, but like for goals, you need to be calm. You can't really go out bathroom walls and pattern all that because you're more likely going to make make mistakes. I've been in that situation as well where you're both pure pumped and that's when that's when mistakes are more likely to happen. So just the meditation was a huge thing. It was a real eye opener. Probably the first time I have ever seen it in a dressing room. Yeah, as well, yeah. So you like it's good to be involved in teams, You get to pick up them a few bits as well mm. you were kind
0: of leading on to one of the next points I wanted to make there playing in goals and playing outfield as well
1: how do you find that it, it's challenging it's challenging um, there are two different types of games mm. um, goals a little bit more conservative you feel I feel anyway is a little bit more not restricted but you feel a little bit held back and watching what you can do I can't be run up and down the field <laughs> because more than likely there's going to go a goal in yeah. Um. Now I have been caught the odd time <laughs> running up now, but thank God no, I haven't got caught out yet. Um. But yeah, no, it's it's. I I don't mind it. When I was younger, I didn't like it. Didn't like goals at all. But it was just where I got landed, and I wanted to play with Sligo so bad. I said, This'll do me. I'll, I'll play here. Yeah. So um, sorry, no, where did that start for you? so playing in goals? Yeah. Um. It started. I played Manning Cup under sixteen outfield with David Cummins. He was our manager, and I was kicking forty fives with them, and they went into minor with Aidan Rooney. Sean Davy was in there as well and Joe Neary um, yeah they were in there and they needed it felt, someone that could kick the ball along that's that's what they told me <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I said they pulled me into the room I was in the old gym in, in, in Sligo, down by St John's and they're like look it can go either way you can go you can, going back you might you might not make it or you can go in goals and you're, there's a number two there because you're definitely going to be on the team yeah so that, that time I remember coming home I was kind of put out I was like I'm definitely good enough I'm definitely good enough to be and that, that's usually na- na- naivety of being younger as well. you're Like I'm definitely good enough course, to be on that yeah. team um, but when you take a step back and took a step back and I chatted to moment, and I chatted to the lads and they were like look if, you're, if, you're, if there's a 50-50 chance and a 100% chance go for the 100% chance and take your, take your, take your run on it um, so I, the following week after um, it was when the drop ins were done you see the lads coming out that got dropped and the heads are down they're in the bin all together and then you're like, I don't want to be one of them lads. So, yeah. you just bit the bullet. Um, went into goals, and yeah, it was it was tough. A tough transition to get get the difference because I I'd never played in goal before in my life. Yeah, and I was absolutely stink red rotten. Um, <laughs> I know how I know how there was such a transition. But I remember we played a challenge game up in Donegal goal, and it was again ball came in high and it just literally dribbled between my legs and I was like this is this is the worst thing it's a lonely spot when things are going wrong yeah. and it was definitely lonely that day I remember one of Finning Collie's dad was behind me and he, he <laughs> I looked back and it was just a look of disapproval in his eyes when so he seen <laughs> the ball going through so um yeah from there I think Conor Regalvin got injured and they had no other chance but me so I, yeah. I, I took my chance and I actually I got certain first choice that year and that was actually ended up to be a great great year for us and I think if, it, if the year had gone a different way if we hadn't won the, conic, the minor league that year or got to the iconic the final probably wouldn't have stuck to goals um, it was just the, right. the, the, the success of yeah. the year we had a great team there um, and that, that, the bones of that team is the bones It's probably the senior team now as well so it's, it's course, um, yeah. it was a huge it was a huge thing so the year after I was mad to get out uh, David Cummins was in the manager after that and played wing back a few games played in goals a few games but he said you're you're going to goals. So yeah. Again it was the other the two the two different sides of it. So um yeah, from there I never really look back. Um I've been in goals since um I got I mean, you've grown you've grown to like it. Um have grown to enjoy it. And you see lads, especially in pre-season you see them there running <laughs> you, know, you don't you don't miss that. But um you don't have to you don't have to do it much if there is a certain element you have to do. But yeah, you get to enjoy it. Um but then Again, you lo I love coming back to club and being able to play outfield. I played goals once one year at Outfield. Um yeah, it wasn't a great year I, I think we got the quarterfinals of, of intermediate. Um but after that then yeah, no, I just much for I, I you can feel a lot freer. You can kind of express yourself a little bit more um outfield. Outfield, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and it's it's yeah, you just get to have that little bit more freedom. You're a little bit more restricted in, in goals and what you can do. Mm.
0: And then you said about the Pre-season work and doing the run and that. How do you make that transition then to go and play outfield no with the club? Yeah,
1: um, I try and I yeah I try and keep going as much as I can. Like Sean, Sean Boyle, but as a senior team, he's great. Like he understands. He's been with us last couple of years, so he he understands exactly the demands that you have to meet on both club and county, and he gets me tries to get me uh, primed as much as he can for for it. now. I'm not going back into club. In as good a shape as what well. I should be in terms of fitness, um, because different type of fitness as well that you need for for county for goals and for for outfield. Of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 tough, but it's just a lot of running. <laughs> That's mm, it. just yeah. that, There's no other way around it. You just have to literally, um, put the put the head down and just even do a few extra runs after training or do a few re- extra runs before training and just get it, get get it up as quick as possible. Because especially like you said, it's not much of a t- much of a time difference between county and, and club so you just have to yeah. get it back up as quick as possible it's a handy having
0: like I know in Devaney obviously is in goals for Calgary and in goals for Saigo as well but Sean Taylor was in as a goalkeeper this year as well he was in the same boat as yourself in terms of going back playing outfield at the club with Clare until the so did you kind of would that
1: have factored into your, your programme say as well um cool question not really um we don't like when you're at Sligo. When, you, when you're in goals you just want to be thinking about goals yeah um, so I don't you know you don't want to be doing them on the same day because if you have to go and do your, your set shots up and your kick outs and then you have to go running and do hard running you've just lost you're kind of in between two minds that's what I find anyways so when I'm with them I kind of try and keep the training days separate if at all, if at all possible yeah. um, or leave the run after. Um. because it's tough going from like your legs are juiced for kicking you're not going to be doing it in a game with county um, run up and down the pitch so there's not mm. much point in doing it so just practice front what, what you're going towards that's what I'll be saying same thing with Sean um, Sean did do a little bit of training as well Um, outfield during the year so because it, with games as well he was playing outfield anyway throughout the league and throughout the championship yeah. with, with, uh, with Clara so um, he'd have needed more than what I'd have what I'd have needed to a certain extent
0: mm. going through um, that transition as you said from outfield to going into goals and Every team now, well, the majority of teams now, especially at county level, they all have it, but the majority of club teams now will have some sort of a goalkeeping coach there too. When you were going in with the minors, who, was, who did you have to look to in that sense? Um,
1: we had a fella called Alvin McCallick from Clare Morris. Um, Connor Finn was actually the Mayo SNC was actually your SNC t- um, at the time, right? So, yeah. really, really good fella. Um, with Alvin, uh, <laughs> pure uh, madman altogether. Um, sound very sound and he understood exactly I think he played outfield uh, briefly as well so he understood the transition between the two but he was really helpful any questions you had really really good fella um, but you questioned you questioned a few bits he was doing um, he brought slitters and a hurley to one turn one training session and it was whaling hurleys like, more or less like dodgeball if you, could, if you could if you could save a slitter you can save a football <laughs> so uh, there was that there was tennis rackets Um tennis rackets and a tennis balls just been him, him standing at the 21, whale the matchup. You. So you'd know the choice. And if you didn't do it, he'd nearly come over and sit in you on the ground. Like it was, it was not, it's good crap, but it was, it's, um it's kind of that kind of borderline between uh, insanity and sanity with, with goalkeepers. <laughs> There's always a bit, a bit of a lunacy between uh, in them. Um, so yeah, no, it was, it was, he, he was, it was actually the probably train I needed to, yeah. to break that, to get used of, um, goalkeeping and getting used to diving and getting used to saving and getting used to it's, 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 there's a scary time as well when you see someone coming at you with a ball and ready to give a full whale and mm. you're there you're the only man in between the goals and him so like I think it was a big step up between getting me used to that that fear of how if you see a slitter being whaled at you from the 21 with nothing only under your two hands a pair of goalie gloves you yeah. kind of have to, <laughs> to grow a pair or you, won't, you won't be yeah. saving or you won't be there for too long
0: when you're going from dropping a ball up and done goal to Turn around and having a slitters and tennis balls <laughs> to after. you you must like it in some stretch uh, at yeah, least.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. Like you look it's it's kind of a it's kind of a love-hate relationship, isn't it? Like yeah, you, you hate like you come after a pre-season trainer, you come after a hard trainer so you're like I hate this, like this is absolute torture. But you're still back the, the next day, no yeah, bother to yeah. you. Um so like it's all it's uh, it's hard it's a hard one to explain mm-hmm. why you do it. Um but you do it and it's it's, it's good fun. Like when I mean, you look back and it, you have the best memories like that year that your minor was there was like it's every year since like you've great memories and it's been the toughest years like you've had some low spells there in a slow jersey but they've probably been the best years of, of your life so far because they've been such a good crack you built massive friendships and you probably wouldn't be ever in a in a dressing room with them type of lads if you weren't there or even in the company of them lads if you weren't there. So it's a huge it's a huge it's a privilege really to be to have been in that them situations as well like sticking with the goalkeeper and coach side of things. Um, having
0: an All-Ireland winning goalkeeper in Paul Darkin now obviously playing the club football in Sligo this being the third season that he's played here but he's still always going to be Paul Darkin Donegal goalkeeper All-Ireland winner what's it like having him in as a coach?
1: Um, Good yeah really good Um, very, loads of knowledge like he, he like you have to listen to him really don't you um, he's got he has something that possibly will never have in that that is another all medal um so it's 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 brilliant to have that experience there with you and um, you know like some lads come in um and you've had them in the past they come in they're like what have you done <laughs> like why am i listening to you um and they have to they have to work that a little bit more probably for your respect as well when, when that's the case but when he comes in he's got such a presence he's, he's there in front of you and you have to listen to him really like that's the, that's the way and his knowledge is really good drills are really good um and can, he's approachable as well. That's the biggest thing. I think that's the biggest thing in 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 a uh, coaches. You can you can go. You can tell them to like what was that about, or you can tell them like that's a good drill. We can do that. Like you can have the two different conf- yeah. conversations with him, and he he'll, he'll accept it to them. Like you, it's not all it's not all not all sunshine and, and butterflies either. Like you yeah. you'd ha- you have that in the ins and outs with, with coaches as well. But he like he can take it. He accepts it, and he he talks you through things. So that's a good sign. and I think it's a really important part of of a goalkeeping coach as well. Um yeah so that's that's mainly it playing against them. then in, this year in championship it was, it was strange like you're yeah. it's, it's a di- different dynamic really like um, but it was it's good to kind of see it's a side of him you you don't see on the pitch especially in in, in in trainings and stuff like that like he'd be kicking there and just shots off and taking taking the make like but um, to see it actually in person is very good too mm. you learn learn from that too speaking of the club
0: we'll have a look at and move on to the club scene again and this weekend Intermediate Football Final we've got your neighbours Eski, and the team that you beat last year to win the Intermediate Championship St Malashy before we talk about the game itself talking about last year big year for you in St Fairlands winning Division 2 and, and winning the Intermediate as well
1: yeah um, it's a big, big year I remember uh, there was a phone call actually with David Cummins at the start of the year for I, I can't remember the topic of the conversation but he said that when he first became Chairman of St Mary's they won the Championship and we've he was, I think he was in his 20s as well at the time, so he said, you have big boots to fill. So I, I just want to put it on record now and say we won the Division 2 and the Championship. <laughs> so I think, David, you, you, <laughs> you felt sure of that one. Um, but no, um, yeah, no, it, last year was, it was a brilliant year. He like, couldn't have asked for a better year, really. Mm. Um, it was always there from the years. just going back before that, like it was there before that. It was just we needed something to click and we got Damien in, Damien in, and it clicked yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't a one-man show it wasn't a f- like five or six which probably was the five the few years before that it was a f- it was a 30-man effort yeah like there was teams there was times we go up to um the midlands for training you get 30 35 lads there training only 30 can play plus your six or seven during six, the week probably as well during the week yeah, yeah. 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 So like lads even full-time jobs even families at home a few of the lads had, had kids just after being born Like like that's a huge commitment so like I think that was the that was a real realization that we had that like like this is the belief that's behind us um mm. so like it's not for it's not for us we're doing it it's not, and it's not for anyone else it's for everyone else that's kind of packing packing in behind you so it was a great year yeah um division two final or yeah division two final it was we we kind of I'm trying to think back on it we we kind of landed there we we were there and we didn't really realize it we were playing we were playing curry and they were unfortunate to have got COVID. Yeah, they, they were, were missing a few lads. A few that were were missing, lads. yeah. Um, and, yeah, they were, we bet them well. Again, it was a depleted team, but at the time, we didn't really care. We got, we had won. That was one box ticked. Yeah. Didn't actually, I don't think we set any goals last year. Just be better. And just just go and play, win the next game. And I think that's, yeah. that was a huge difference as well. Instead of looking five or six games down the line, you were just going game after game. Um, we started playing good football as well. And then going into the championship, we kind of built on that momentum. We, the first game we had with Malosh actually in the group stage, and we got bet. And it was a dirty game in in the centre of excellence, and I we needed that. We needed that if we didn't. I I remember coming away from that game. I said to the lads after the game, I said, "We're we're meeting them in the in the final, and we're going to beat them." And that was that was the main turning point because there's always that kind of pressure on you if you win the first game. There's always that pressure on you. you gotta to beat back them. it up. Yeah. 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 So. I knew, I, I knew it coming away, Paddy brought me into that game, and, I just remember sitting in the car, and he would, we, we were both thick, but, I, I was, I was happy, we played well, the game probably shouldn't have gone ahead, but, that's, that's not, not for us to say, but, um, like it was literally a layer of, an inch of water on top of the pitch, um, but, yeah, and we, I just knew well we were going to win it, after that, that, that moment, um, then we had two injuries, James and Oshin did their ACLs, um, two big losses, two starters, yeah. gone, um, then we'd it was lining up you could just see it I remember talking to Michael Gordon as well and he was like it's going to be an Eastkey Eastkey St. Fernand's uh, uh, semi-final semi yeah. and I was like Michael will you stop now come on um, but no it was and that was a cracker of a game like it was pressure like we, we were, I think we were up at five five points at one stage next thing Eastkey just being Eastkey just you can never beat Eastkey they're just they're always coming back and with extra Time uh, they got they went up three points two points they went up they had a one they had the one the next thing Eric Connor just come out with this absolutely ridiculous goal out of nowhere. Yeah. Um and once that was just again, it was just a huge lift uh, getting that. Like I think that was a huge that was a huge having to win it and having beaten Eski in the thing, in the semi final was a huge lift. Not that you you love to get on top of whiskey but you know like you know Isky's a good team. Yeah. like you can't you can't take that from them. And it's always hard that rivalry between them and playing hurling them with them as well. It, it's it's yeah. twice as bad. Um, but but yeah then the final again you're kind of, we have a thing where you go into finals and you're just like Jesus we're here what do we do like, uh, are we going to win are we going to lose Like, you know that's sort of way and we were six points down at half time and I think it was the best speech I've ever heard in a, in a dressing room and it's the most confident speech I've ever heard in, this, in a dressing room it was Paddy and especially when it's Paddy you listen because he doesn't talk too often in a group sentence so when, yeah. you listen, when he talks you listen and he missed two or three frees and two or three shots or something like that. And he just stood up. It was literally, we were about to go out. And he goes, I have missed however many shots there. And I guarantee you, I'm not going to miss one in this half. And next next kick, next free we got was like out in the 45. And I went up. I kicked one already in the first half and I missed one. And was outside, I think it was just out to the 45 on the, on the stand side. And it was awful hard. And I was up to him and I go, don't you take this. And he goes, no. And just Remember, yeah. slotted it. And outside the right, outside the right, and yeah. you're just like, you know what, this is our day. Yeah. And once everyone's seen that, after hearing the talk in the dressing room and after seeing him do that, you're just like, right. And that just started, we just point after point after point after point, we got back. Then you see Taui coming on, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's yeah. the last thing you yeah. But the biggest thing we had was our players coming off the bench, and they just really just bounced. Like, we, we needed them coming off, and it was good quality players, and it ended up being Fionn a Sub that came on, and he yeah. scored the winner. And it was, we could have got, I think we could have got a goal as well before that. Um, could have got a goal we didn't, but like, it was, the, it was the bench and that's why we went back to that 30-man panel. Of course, We yeah. needed them all and that it just proved, proved in, a, in the final there as well. And like, it was just a static after like, uh, there's a video there of David Hanlon, absolutely rugby tackle, I think it was Martin Mulligan. Uh, it was Oshin. It was Oshin actually. Uh, he hit. it was after doing the ACL, um, and yeah, it was. It was just pure emotion. Was, was yeah. like even after that, you just don't. You just don't really remember everything. Like you're looking back in pictures, like geez, I'd love to go back to that. Yeah, but you only bottle like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to only only bottle, you'd you'd open it every day, he, you just have to really t- take a step back man, and think about it, like how good of a year it was, and yeah it was a good few days after as well yeah yeah the Monday is good as well we had the bank holiday it was a Saturday evening actually we had the Saturday night Sunday night yes, Monday night right? Yeah. and then uh, finished I think on the Monday yeah finished but it was a few less men than it was on the, on the Saturday <laughs> night but good fun yeah it was good good crack
0: you had a bit of a kind of campaign to, to um, look forward to look forward to then as well the same fall I think was the next yes. game yeah not an easy day no I remember being up at it I found it difficult myself now with the conditions <laughs> that were up there and yeah. I was well sheltered but um, to play in that sort of a in that sort of a setting it's, it's a strange sort of an atmosphere and you know you're heading into November time nearly It could have actually been in November the game in 5th of
1: December actually was it December? 5th of December yeah 5th of December oh because yeah because you had a few you had a good few weeks off 6 weeks off in between and the Hurden had 2 games in between that yes yeah um, so you had the county final and then they had the first round of the league um, yeah, so there was a, a huge break and it it kinda of disjoints us a wee bit. Um if it was two or three weeks after you had your time to recover from the from the, the beer and all that, and then you had the two weeks in to prepare for it, that yeah. one suited us a lot better. Probably could have suited them a bit better bit better as well, but that's just the way it falls. Um as I said, it was cat day. Um again, probably your own mistakes that lost it in the end, not not anything else. And it was just that it's just that long break and the, yeah. like it's great having the lads involved with hurling. And they'd probably say the same thing. It's tough pulling from each. It. It's just taking the same same pack, like yeah. Um, so them lads were just worn out, and it probably came through in the Hurling as well. They they played a Galway team in the county final, and they were worn out. So like it's it's tough on them. I I, I not I don't envy them at all. It's great being involved. It's great having that, uh, thing in our club that we have that dual players and you can get, you can get that bit of an out. I playing one and playing the other. Yeah. But it's tough them. Like it it just drains them and it it does take take back in in both sports So when you have two of them. And that's gonna happen East Key as well this this weekend. Like it's gonna be really tough on them. Mm. They've they have the intermediate final this weekend in the hurdle final three, Yeah, two or three weeks after. Like so it's it's gonna be really tough. you can't really enjoy if if it's the thing to win on Sunday. You can't really enjoy the the, the game fully or enjoy the win fully because if you're changing your mindset easily, got your, yeah get right out. get right for the, the hurdle final then.
0: For that game at the weekend so as as I said before, your good neighbours in Eski and the team that you know well from last year, said you'll be down at the game, I'm sure.
1: Will be, yeah, will be. Um, four o'clock Sunday. Uh, four o'clock, Sunday, four o'clock yeah. Sunday. yeah I'm down it definitely. Um, who would I pick to win? It's going to be tight one. Um, uh, Eski pipped at the start of the year, so I think I'm going to stay with them. It'll be a very tough game. Um, but the thing with Eski is you just can't, you can't let them, you can't. Uh, they're always going to be in the game to the last minute. So even yeah. if loser are, are up or even if Isky are up, they're always going to keep dipping away. Like, I've seen it this year against Crown and it was like two goals in the last, I think it was t- six minutes or something like that. They're just, yeah. like, you know, you, they're never dead and that's, that's a great trait to have in a team and they were always going to have it. They never they never died. So I'm going to say Isky by two points.
0: Okay. That's um, I
1: about. could come back to, I could <laughs> come back to regret that now but I'll, I'll, I'll give them, I'll give them credit where credit's due.
0: That sounds. Um, we're going to move on now last segment that we're going to do if you're familiar i know you said you're not a big soccer man but you might be a bit familiar with the segment to do on soccer and we've I've done it with desi done it with jack i've got a few different topics sort of here i suppose just different headers that you can put on to people mm-hmm. so we'll go with from the the cycle that's the county boys um desi's done it for some E lads he's done it for cycle under 20s jacked it with cycle 20s as well so i'm interested to see what you've got here who are you going to throw into the bus in this one? Be in a dangerous one there's going to be some compliments thrown in here as well so i'm going to get you to say a name and you can tell me why that is as well so from the of senior football panel whether it be this year or the last few years that you've been involved the player's player
1: player's player um Probably say Kiwi, uh, and Collie. He's he's a really he's just a real leader, like you know, mm. he's really really um really good fella to have in around the restroom. Um, he was pretty, he's and a really good support as well. Like, you can talk to him about anything, whatever, whatever you need, you can give him a shout or give him a text or whatever. Um, like, there's loads you could pick, like, there's loads even down through the years. Like, I was lucky to come in just at the end of I think it was 2017, was it? That was at the very end. Um so like that that team, they had loads like David Kelly, um, Bob was another Neil Ewing was another really good man to have around the place, but yeah, the you could really say it, everyone because even the last couple of years you're just everyone is um coming in together as well to just be, go for the, that same goal as well, so it's, yeah, I'll put down put down Kiwi. The toughest. Jesus, Christ. He's the man, you don't
0: want to run into now on a wet evening, scared. <sighs>
1: Goalpost. Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, Are you speaking from experience? <laughs> I've had a few run-ins now. Um, let me see. Toughest. Um, I suppose it's difficult enough. Um, Nathan Mullen is a, is a is a man I hear is a little bit of a, uh, putting a nicely, a bit of a tramp. Uh, um, he's, a, he's a tough, tough player and you don't want him running at you. Um, yeah, I'd probably say Nathan Mullen. He's deceivingly, deceivingly, trampish. <laughs> the biggest mourner. Biggest moaner. I'm gonna say this one, and it's going to annoy him, uh, Sean Carbone. Uh <laughs> He just once he gets moaning, there's no stopping him. He's moaning about anything, Um he he does. Yeah, he's just a he's just a baby. The most skillful. Skillful. Geez, even few fewness. Um, can't look past Nile. Um, Paddy, quite good. Um, yeah, like, there's loads. You could like, all of our forwards. Are, that's probably one thing we're very lucky at. Very lucky for really, loads of really skillful forwards. I'm trying to think the team here now, and nearly gone blank. Um, there's probably someone now I'm completely missing out on. Yeah, I'm gonna say Murph. You're, yeah Murph, the funny man. Ah, uh, the funny. Giovanni. <laughs> I don't think you can ever argue that he's it's it's, it's a when he wasn't in the dress room, uh it was, it was a big big loss, yeah. He's always always you can't you can't mess up but you can't you can't let anything be half right or else you're punished straight away for it. So it's it's always Divani, yeah. The fastest. Evan Lyons. Evan Lyons, yeah, without a doubt. Um I was talking to Sean Sean Boyd about his his uh his GPS is just off the record altogether. It's really good. Splan probably isn't too far behind him either. Um not but I'd say Evan is Evan is that quicker. The hot stepper. the dance floor. I'm gonna say ah, Spilan is nice i uh, was uh <laughs> on Um yeah no there's um yeah we go for Splan, we give that one to him, keep him happy. The best trainer Yeah Best trainer, Eddie Mac, Eddie Mack. Um, Eddie McGuinness is really <clears throat> he's been unlucky, unlucky with injuries, mm-hmm. but he's always there and he's always driving on and he's always asking. Even even when he's not training, he's always there on the side and pushing on. Um he was really good. Um Then you have Paul Mack, another fella, Paul Coyne. Um yeah. There's a good few again, like there's no real bad trainers. But they're they're really good.
0: The best and the worst for music.
1: Jesus. Who would you give control of the speaker to now? I think any Mac has the control of the speaker now, but not too bad. Dreams is a good. It's, it's always the first on the playlist. Um, Fleetwood play Mac. Um, I'm going to look at Phillips, and I'm going to give him that one. He just looks like a fella that wouldn't have a grade. He's going to hate me now for that one, but I'm going to give it to Phillips.
0: The longest in the shower or in front of the mirror?
1: Jeez, that's a tough one. Um, I'd probably go with Murph. He's, he, we don't have too many mirrors around Scardine or <laughs> around Merrick Park. But now if I had a mirror, I'd probably be looking at myself as well if I had Murph.
0: The longest in the physio table?
1: Yeah. Uh, Jesus right Phillips is a good man for the physio table because he gets everything strapped up he's nearly kept together a tape Long as it's physio table Jesus yeah we'll go with we'll go with we'll go with Phillips that one okay, getting all that strapping done if you were to go
0: down the road now to the beach bear for a day session you could bring three men off that panel with you
1: so you'll bring him. Um, bring Devani, anyways. Bring Devani. I would bring. I'd bring Phillips as well. And she's Phillips getting a lot of honourable mentions here. Um, and I'd probably bring, Cummins as well. He's a good man for the beer. So, uh, he probably would be going a lot longer than I would be. So he'd be down there for a bit longer than I would be. But yeah, no, we'll put Cummins there then. So.
0: And the final one, you have got a last minute penalty.
1: Who takes it, Paddy? Paddy, yeah. Like you see what he did in, in Cavan this year, um, against Cavan. Sorry, like you, you can't you can't go wrong with that. Like he always high pressure stuff. He's always he's always efficient.
0: Sounds good, Eamon, That runs through Everton. Thanks, William, for joining me in the podcast, and uh, wish you the best of luck Everton. with And we'll see you next year as so. well.
1: Thanks, me, Ryan. Thank you.